Welcome into the Redbird Report, the second edition, and we have a very special edition. It's the Arch Madness Show as we get you set for Illinois State, the number one seed, as they go down to St. Louis and hope to come away with our first conference tournament title since 1998. I'm joined by Mike Morrow and Josh Tolentino, sports editor for the Vedette. Mike and myself are both sports reporters here at the Vedette, and Let's start off. We got to talk about the U and I game. A huge win for the Redbirds. And Mike, we begin with you. You and I, ISU had really struggled there. Never won them Cloud Center. They go up there and they get an impressive victory. Well, they proved me wrong, as we all know. I predicted. What was your prediction again? Illinois State was going to lose. Was supposed to lose sixty four sixty one at U and I. Obviously. They ended up with the sixty three forty two victory. But the one thing that I really liked was the defense. I mean. Holding you and I to 42 points at home on their senior night, and Jeremy Morgan only scored two points the entire game. So that's something to take away. I mean, they look good. They just looked good. I mean, Kyle McIntosh big comeback. Paris Lee 14 points again. I just I like what I saw. That's the kind of game they needed going into Arch Madness. And Josh, they hadn't looked good in a few weeks. I think that's the biggest thing coming out of the game is that they had been really squeaking by. We talked about right before that you and I game on the last podcast about how we didn't like necessarily how they were playing, and that was a statement game from ISU and an impressive win over the number three seed in the tournament. Yeah, Tom. Just to add off what Mike said, I mean the defense defense really looked impressive for ISU to end um, the game at U and I on a twenty twenty one to three or twenty one to four run. Um, Muller has been saying all all season defense travels, and that really showed um, at U and I on Saturday. Um, and has really shown in their past four or five games. Um, the previous three wins before that were by margin of four or less points, and that's really just going to show that defense really mattered at the end of the game. And you talked about the defense, but the offense, I think, is what stood out against you and I. That's such a good defensive unit you and I has. And be able to put up 62 points and, and be able to really have an impressive victory, 63 points. Matt's not our strong suit. We're all comm majors here. Uh, <laughs> And to be able to have an offensive performance like that, especially from Mikhail McIntosh, is huge for huge for the birds. He hadn't really looked like himself since coming back from that knee injury. And on Saturday, you looked like the Mikhail McIntosh of old. Definitely two key contributors, the first one being Mikhail. This was a huge game for Mikhail heading into Arch Madness. Um, before this, he was really in a funk and had zero points um, during Wednesday's game at S- uh, against SIU at Redbird Arena. But, man, 15 points, and one play that stuck out to me was that fast break. Man, he probably took like four or five dribbles right in the lane, took off from the Valley logo, uh, and just slammed it home. Um, that showed to the rest of the rest of the Valley that Mikhail McIntosh is back and he's ready to go, heading into St. Louis next week. And Mike Keyshawn Evans was another big factor for the Birds. Talking about offensive output, if it's really been a three-headed monster, obviously with Hawkins, Lee, and McIntosh. But if the Birds can get some key contributions from somebody like Keyshawn Evans off the bench, that would be huge for that second unit. Yeah, and the sophomore going into his second trip down to St. Louis. This time he's going to have a more defined role. I mean, last year he kind of played a lot behind Paris Lee, wasn't really getting the minutes he probably would have liked. This year he's he's got a role. and He also battled injuries last year. was really not a factor during the conference. He's only played, I think, in 12 games last year. So to really have an impact this year made a huge jump. He'll probably be, as we get to talk about it, one of the most he'll be on like a candidate for on the most improved team from mm-hmm. the Missouri Valley this year. Really seeing a jump from year one to year two for him. Right, and definitely. Should, I think I you should see his name on the all bench team when that's released on Wednesday. And we'll we'll get to those conference predictions. Those the obviously the big one player of the year will be announced tomorrow as we record this on a Monday, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But before we finish, let's talk one more time about this U and I game. 
Mike, your final thoughts on a huge win for ISU. This is exactly what they needed. I mean, I know I said at the beginning of this, but this is the kind of game they needed. They looked not bad, but not great their previous games. And so to go to UNI, a place they hadn't won in 10 years, I believe, that's the kind of statement when you need going to St. Louis. And Josh, what does it mean to this program to win the, uh, a regular season title? Obviously, that doesn't get you into the March Madness tournament, but it does have to mean something for a program that hasn't done it in nearly 20 years. Mm-hmm, definitely. Dan said last week um, they know what they're playing for. They know they don't have the strongest uh, tournament resume. They know they had a couple bad losses at the, uh, at the beginning of the season, uh, Tulsa, TCU, uh, and especially Murray State. And they knew they had to win out um, after that Wichita loss, and they did. And Dan Muller, he's got to be really impressed with this group. Uh, proud of his guys, the way they competed, um, especially to end the UNI game, not just squeaking by like they have been recently, but really pulling out a statement victory to end the season as regular season uh, champions. And before we get to the important conversation about Arch Madness, I do want to ask both of you guys what you think about the Redbirds at large hopes. Obviously, the Illinois State's hoping they come away, they come out on St. Louis, and on that Monday vedette paper, they're hoping to see the word champs splash front across the front page. But if they don't, it's going to be a long week. What do you think of their odds of making the tournament if they don't get that conference tournament championship? I mean, this is something we've been talking a lot about away from the papers and away from the radios and the mics and all that. I just, I think they have a good resume. They built a good resume, but I, I just don't think it's going to be enough when all is said and done. I know the projections keep saying, you know, they'll be in, they'll be in the playing game. Then, you know, today actually, you see them as an 11 seed going to Sacramento playing St. Mary's. I, I'd love to say that they get in. I think their at large hopes are certainly heightened. If they make it to Sunday and then just say they lose on Sunday, I think they've got a shot, but. It's gonna. They're missing a key win. They're, I mean, you could say Wichita at home was a good one, but outside of that, you look across the board and you 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 miss that. You lack that key win. So I, I think that's gonna take a lot of consideration. And so if they're at large, if they want their at large hopes to stay alive, they need to make it to Sunday in St. Louis. I think their biggest problem right now in the resume is their two best wins are negated by two losses against the same teams. You look at a loss against Tulsa. They did beat Tulsa then, but that doesn't really balance out. They beat them on a neutral floor after losing to them on the road. And a 40-point loss to Wichita State, I feels like, negates a 13-point win over the Shockers here at home. Josh, what do you think in terms of the Redbirds' at-large hopes if they don't win Arch Madness? I'm right with Mike. I mean, they have to get to Sunday. And not only do they have to get to Sunday, I think they have to lose to Wichita. They can't lose to anyone else. Um, if they lose to anyone else, I think they that's automatically an NIT bid right there. Um, but they have to lose to Wichita, and it has to be a close game. They can't just It can't be another 40-point blowout like how it was at Wichita. Yeah, I think the biggest problem for the Birds' tournament resume at the moment is that 40-point loss to Wichita State. The Wichita State win is by far their best win on the resume right now, and style points I really do think matter to the tournament committee, and I think seeing that 41-point loss on national television, on a Saturday night, on ESPN, I think all those factors really do not help ISU. And I think they're missing that one marquee win. Maybe if they had beaten San Francisco at an opportunity to play San Diego State and get a win over a program like that, that might have helped them. I just don't think that they have the wins that they needed to, you know, even if you go back to that Hawaii tournament, if Utah had beaten San Francisco, that might have been an impressive win as well over a Pac-12 school. I think the best comparison, you look back to Monmouth last year, the Mac's not as good as the Missouri Valley, but Monmouth had some really, really good out-of-conference wins, wins over multiple Pac-12 schools, an ACC school in Notre Dame, and even all despite that, a win over Georgetown out of the Big East, 
they didn't get in, and they were had a, just a similar record. I think they were twenty-seven and four heading into the tournament. ISU is going to be somewhere right around that. So I, I feel like if you if Monmouth didn't make it in last year with arguably a better resume, the bubble is softer this year. I think ISU will be on the outside looking in if they don't get that Arch Madness title. But now we turn to the Arch Madness tournament, guys, and this is it. I mean, this is what's been building towards all year, really since you could say probably midway through January. You could tell this was what it was going to come down to, and especially after that Wichita State loss. It was going to come down to Illinois State making a statement here in St. Louis. They've been in the championship game a lot in recent times. You think back two years ago to the Northern Iowa game. They had a, they had a commanding lead in that one, let it slip away. And you have to hope that the experience they gained from that will be able to help them in this tournament. They'll start off with the winner of the 8-9 matchup on Friday. And, Mike, your thoughts on the opening round for ISU? Well, I think the opening round, they get Indiana State or Evansville. Indiana State, they played close twice. Evansville doesn't look that good. So I like them in the first round. I like them in the opening round. It's as we get further, they play Loyola SIU, Loyola or SIU in the second round if they advance, which that one, they just played those two teams. Uh, I, I still like them to win that round. I, so I like them to get to Sunday, which is the big day we've been talking about. And I think they come, at, they come out and they avenge that loss versus Wichita State and end up being the Arch Madness champion. Before we get to that championship game, let's talk a little bit more about Saturday. Saturday is a really interesting one. They'll either get SIU, who just played them really, really well, and Loyola, who also played them very well, both here at Redbird Arena. And Josh, I wonder what you're thinking who, in terms of who you think ISU will play and how you think they match up against either the Ramblers or the Salukis. Man, Porter Moser, Barry Hinson, that's going to be a really interesting matchup on Friday. Both very, very well-rounded coaches. But I think Loyola pulls it off. I mean, Loyola's been playing pretty well. They have Andre Jackson off the bench. I mean, he's leading the nation right now in field goal percentage, averaging close to a 70% clip. That's very, very impressive. And just uh, uh, Dante Ingram, Milton Doyle, really that whole lineup has been playing well. They're close to getting over the hump, and I think they will against SIU on Friday. And you know Porter Mosher, the former ISU coach, relieved of his duties here at Illinois State, would love nothing more than to come to the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament and have a chance to knock out his former team on that Saturday matchup. Still, I think uh, ISU outmatches, no matter who they play, Loyola, SIU, and then with the play-in game coming on Friday, um, Evansville or Indiana State. This whole side of the bracket, they lucked out not playing Missouri State. Missouri State is the one of the only teams in the Valley who can compete with ISU athletically. Um, so ISU definitely lucked out by getting that one seed. You mentioned the other side of the bracket. I think there's a really intriguing Friday matchup as the 3-6 game between Missouri State and you and I. Obviously, ISU has seen Missouri State twice, and they've seen them play very well twice. And you and I playing very hot towards the end of the season, cooled off just a little bit down the stretch. But still, Jeremy Morgan, one of the best players in the Valley. Yeah, I don't want to see Jeremy Morgan come March. I mean, that's just you and I as a whole. That's something I want to stay away from March. So, Josh said, ISU kind of lucked out. I mean, you look at that side of the bracket. You and I, Missouri State, both played ISU well. Missouri State, I think they'll find a way maybe versus you and I. They have to play really well. They've played well all year. I mean, there's a couple games that didn't go their way, and there's games that they had some real clunkers. But I do think you and I, Missouri State, is the marquee game on Friday. And you, I mean, you got Wichita State, Illinois State, the two best teams in the Valley playing. But I still think that 3-6 matchup Friday is the one people should be look out, looking out for. And then you look at Wichita State's path towards the championship game, another meeting with ISU. They'll take on the winner of Bradley and Drake, and then they would get the winner of that UNI-Missouri State game. That's not an easy path for Wichita State. Certainly you have to imagine they're the favorites to do it, but not easy. 
definitely not an easy task for Wichita State, but but yet I still think the Shockers are going to pull out pretty easily. Um, I mean, you look at the standings of the Valley. You got ISU and Wichita at seventeen and one. Next next team down nine and nine. That's I mean that's eight eight wins separating the teams. Um, that just shows how much separation there is this year in the Valley. But as everyone knows, anything can happen come tournament time. Uh, Wichita hasn't been that great in St. Louis um, in recent years, but I still think they pull it off. That's what makes the Arch Madness so fun. That's what makes all these conference tournaments so fun. You never know. You could have some team, maybe even playing on Thursday, get hot and make a run deep in the tournament. But I think most people expect that Wichita State and ISU will get there. I think that's what we're all predicting. And now it comes time for what we have to talk about, ISU-Wichita State. Guys, your thoughts on what's going to be the marquee game in St. Louis. And I think that's the matchup that probably most fans of both teams, obviously, but I think even impartial fans, people that just want to see a good basketball game, want to see that matchup. It was fun the first time, not so fun the second time for the Redbirds, but a third meeting, third time could be the charm. Yeah, I think the third time is the charm for Illinois State. I think they both get there, as we all mentioned. I think that's pretty much who everyone's going to be picking is Illinois State, Wichita State, in that championship game Sunday. But I like Illinois State in this one. Granted, they did lose by 40 at Wichita State. This is a neutral site. They have Mikhail McIntosh back. And this is a team that's kind of answered the bell every single time that it's been rung this year. I mean, they had to win out after losing. They've won out. They missed Mikhail McIntosh. And I think, you know, they're going to answer the bell one more time. And, you know, that's going to be their automatic bid to the March Madness tournament. This could not have been set up in any better fashion. Uh, last year when ISU was upset in that first round by Indiana State. In that locker room after that upset, Paris Lee, he promised that he was going to bring the Redbirds back to the championship. Man, they've done it in such a nice fashion this year, going 17-1 in the Valley. I don't think it ends any other way but on Sunday um, against Wichita State. Before we get to our predictions, we're going to do some score predictions for the Missouri Valley Conference Championship. Let's get to the player of the year and the coach of the year in the Missouri Valley. Who do we think that's going to be? We'll start with Mike. Well, I think it's, I, I think it should be unanimous, but I'm biased. I think Dan Muller should be the coach of the year. I mean, you look at Wichita State and Greg Marshall. Again, Greg Marshall works his magic with the Shocker, Shockers, loses Van Vliet and Baker last year, and they still go 17-1, 27-4 overall. But uh, look at what Dan's done in this program. I mean, a complete turnaround. At 25 and 5, 17 and 1, get their share of the valley. I think it belongs to Dan. And what about player of the year? This is a tough one. I mean, there's a lot of good candidates in the Missouri Valley. Um, I, I guess if I'm speaking on a biased fashion, I think Parrish wins it. I mean, I think he deservedly so earns it. I mean, he's given everything he has to this program, um, all time steals leader. And I just, he's given everything to this program, and it's really shown this year. He's been this team's heart and soul throughout this this magical season, and I think it ends with him winning the Player of the Year. I think what's interesting in the, in the Player of the Year race is there's not necessarily a clear candidate. I think a lot of people do pe- pencil Paris Lee in as the leader in that race, but he's not even the, the points leader for ISU. And ISU's tied with Wichita State, so there are can- there's plenty of candidates, but there's not necessarily one clear consensus one. Josh, who, who do you have penciled in for your Player of the Year? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Mike, and I mean I don't know if it's because we're covering them all the time or what that is, but I think Paris is that he I think Paris comes out with it. Um, you look at what he's done in his four years here. I mean, like what Mike said, all-time steals leader. Dan Muller has been on record saying Paris might be one of the best point guards to ever play at Illinois State. 
that right there is a statement, and I think it comes to fruition uh, tomorrow, actually, when they announce Player of the Year. I think they say Paris' name. It'll be interesting. What do you think about Coach of the Year before we get to the championship game predictions? Coach of the Year, I mean, there is some scrutiny in it with, with Marshall losing Van Vliet, with him losing Baker. Those are two NBA guys. I mean, that's that's hard to replace. But they've been steamrolling through opponents, and I think voters will see that. But I think Thursday in St. Louis at that luncheon banquet, Dan Muller is going to be on that stage accepting that award. You see what he's done here this season. This is his first senior class, uh, first recruiting class. You really have to let all of that come to fruition, which he did. Accomplished all his goals, undefeated at home this season, 17-1 in the Valley. I mean, I don't know how they go against that. I actually was picked to finish uh, second in the Valley, finish first. Um, that right there should give it outright to Dan. So I, I, I'll agree with you. I think Dan Muller is your, is your coach of the year. The turnaround he's led of this program since taking it over. This has been coach of the year is something you win it in the year it all happens, but really the job that he's done the last couple of years has all been building towards this coaching of the year. So this is almost a multi-year coach of the year, just getting the Redbirds to this point. Player of the year is interesting. I do think if Wichita State had a Ron Baker or a Fred Van Fleet, one of those guys might be able to win it because there is a lot of momentum behind the Shockers. But they're such a team this year. There's not really one guy that you can actually focus in on. I do think Paris Lee comes away with it just because of the fact that there's not necessarily a clear candidate. You look at Jeremy Morgan, he only shot about 38% from the field in Valley play. He was preseason player of the year, and I don't think he actually lived up to the expectations. Had a very good year and helped you and I turn around in the second half of the season, but I don't think it's enough for him to win player of the year, so I will say Paris Lee as well. And now we come to the main event, the predictions for the Missouri Valley Conference Championship game. We start with Mike Morrow. I think Sunday is going to be Illinois State coming out on top over Wichita State, and I think a score prediction... I, I, I've i been thinking about it, and I don't think it's going to be a shootout, but I don't think it's necessarily be a defensive stalemate either. I think you're going to see spurts of both, and so I think I'm going to go Illinois State 65, Wichita State 61. And remember last time, folks, that Mike Moore predicted you and I to win, so that might be a bad omen for the Birds. We'll have to see. If they lose, we all know who to blame. And now we turn to Vedette Sports Editor, Josh Valentino. You know, Tom, I've been following this team closely all season, and I have been on record being the devil's advocate, saying they'd lose all these trap games. But I think ISU pulls it out. You know, Dan has this, he has a record of um, 4-0 in the past uh, four seasons against top 25 teams. They haven't faced a top 25 team this year. And if all goes well um, for Wichita and ISU, birds and shocks on Sunday in St. Louis, I think ISU comes out on top by a score of 70-62. Um, like, what, like what Mike said, it won't be an offensive offensive blowout. It's going to be a tight game. But on a neutral court, I don't think Paris Lee, Deontay Hawkins, and Tony Wills go out um, without coming out on top against Wichita on Sunday. So, so far we're 2-for-2 two two picking the Redbirds. Are we going to go 3-for-3? Three three? I think I'm going to be the lone dissenter in the room. As we saw down at Coke Arena in Wichita, Kansas, the Redbirds were outclassed, simply put, by 40 points against the Shockers. Now, is that a sign of things to come, or was that an outlier? The, obviously, the Redbirds didn't have Mikhail McIntosh, and it was in Wichita. But, is that make up 40 points? I just don't think so. And I, I feel like Greg Marshall and the Shockers, you mentioned, they haven't been great down in in St. Louis these last couple years. I think they're going to be motivated and want to win this, and I think they're going to pull it out by a decent margin. I'll say 67-59 Shockers over the Redbirds. I hope the Redbirds pull it out. I think we're all hoping to see this Redbird team get to the conclusion, get to a championship. 
But I just think the Shockers have a little bit too much talent. We've seen them rolling on all cylinders these last five to six games, ever since really beating ISU. And ISU, since that Wichita State loss, hasn't looked perfect, hasn't looked right to me, even with that you and I win on Saturday. So that's our predictions. Once again, Mike takes the ISU Redbirds after not taking them last week. Josh Tolentino takes the Redbirds. And I, Tom Prizman, take the Wichita State Shockers to win the Arch Madness Tournament. That will do it for this edition of the Redbird Report. Stay tuned. We might have another one coming up in St. Louis later on this week. We'll have to see. A big weekend. I know both of you guys are going down to St. Louis. Just your final thoughts before heading down to Arch Madness. It should be a fun one either way, no matter what happens. It should be a great weekend. I mean, it's really been a historic season for the Redbirds. Um, more history to be made this Sunday, hopefully, um, for ISU. Mike, your thoughts? Yeah, like you said, historic weekend. That's kind of how I look at it. I, Like I said, I think they win it. Um, and I think they'll do it in good fashion. I think they'll blow out the first two teams they play and then win it on Sunday. And I think they also take home the Player of the Year and the Coach of the Year award. So I think St. Louis is going to be pretty good to the Redbirds this week. Mara predicting a clean sweep of everything for the Redbirds. I, I think they're going to have to sweat it out on Friday and Saturday, and I think it'll be a disappointing end on Sunday. But we'll see. I'm sure we'll be back next week. We'll have a preview next week of the women's basketball team as they head to Hoops in the Heartland. But obviously before we get to Hoops in the Heartland, check it this week's Fidette, the Thursday edition. I'm sure we'll have all your pregame coverage of Arch Madness. And then Monday's edition, that could be one that you might want to save if the Redbirds win. It'll be a, certainly an interesting addition in all week, and I know the Vedette will be providing coverage, and WZND will be down in St. Louis as well. They'll be providing on-air play-by-play coverage of all three Redbird matchups, assuming the Redbirds get to the championship on 103.3 WZND. So make sure you stay tuned to the Vedette and WZND. Lots of coverage down in St. Louis. A lot of great student journalists covering down at Arch Madness. That will do it for this edition of the Redbird Report. For Mike Mara, sports writer for the Vedette, for Josh Tolentino, sports editor for the Vedette, I'm Tom Preisman saying thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with you next week for an interesting recap of Arch Madness.